0: sales development continues to grow in importance as a critical component of a successful go-to-market strategy. And with the explosion of new tools, technology, and processes, the sales sales development development industry industry itself is thriving, as seen with the growth of the 10-Bound sales development market map over at 10bound.com. On this podcast, we'll dive deep and go beyond sales development to think about the future of technology, processes, and tools in the industry with our host, Noted Futurist, author, and sales development practitioner, Justin Michael. Welcome to Beyond Beyond Sales Sales Development. Development. Tune in each week and be sure to hit subscribe, leave a comment, and turn on notifications to never miss an episode. And now, Beyond Beyond Sales Sales Development Development with your host, Justin Michael.
1: Welcome to Beyond Sales Development. I'm Justin Michael, our host, and uh, we have Mateo Elvira on the phone. And uh, Mateo, I'd love to hear your role, what you're doing with sales development. This is all about you. It's all about future generations and empowering them to be awesome at XDR and make sure that the AIs do not take our jobs.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Justin. Thanks so much for having me, man. It's, it's always a pleasure being on the other end of the mic as a guest. So thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. A little bit about myself, I am here born and bred here in Los Angeles, California, specifically the San Fernando Valley, went to Cal State Northridge, majored in marketing, and after trying a whole bunch of internships, I decided I really wanted to get into tech, so I've, I've been in SDR for a couple of companies here for about two plus years, and sort of landing my new role here uh, for an edtech company called BookNook uh, next week, so excited about that opportunity. And yeah, uh, just really passionate about helping other SDRs get into the field of sales development, helping them continue to thrive in sales development. Being an SDR myself, I know it's a very difficult job and training and development is absolutely necessary in order to have success in the role. So any way that I can bring a smile to your face or get a message across through a video, I, I'm really passionate about that. But yeah, it's a little bit about me.
1: Really appreciate that background. This is all about the future of sales development. It's about empowering future generations. I'm sort of a elder statesman now. I'm, I'm just, uh, <laughs> just turned 40 and, uh, 2021 is going to be 20 years since I first became an inside seller. Nice. There was no SDR term. It was called inside sales. We were the people in the bullpen on the phone ringing the gong, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Even yeah. before that era. Tell me about this though, right off the bat. I mean, people hear that intro about you. You just landed a job during this crisis any tips for SDRs out there who are looking they're afraid to switch like they really just need a job how did you do that did you network did you know about it like what's the best way to get in right now
2: yeah that's a great question honestly a really tough one but yeah i'd say i mean just really network out there and i'm not, and by networking i mean you know just connect with other SDRs too cuz this role that i found was actually sent to me by a fellow SDR. So it wasn't like I knew someone at the company, like a director of sales. It's almost like an SDR was looking out for me and I'm really thankful for that. And he just sent me the opportunity. I applied and obviously, you know, things of outside of just applying, like connecting with the, the right people and uh, basically showing them that you can do the job through your outreach and through your messaging and sort of alleviating any sort of concerns or preconceived notions that they might have for you as a candidate. So yeah, my advice would be just to really network out there and plant seeds and just connect with the right people. Applying for the job is great and all, but at the end of the day, the people who actually land the role are probably the ones that just go out there and show the future employer that that they can do the job more or less.
1: Do you approach getting hired as an SDR using those flashy tactics like video prospecting here's I understand the stack like I almost feel like when I'm hiring sellers the way they approach me it's kind of sets the tone of the type of rep they're going to be so you know it's like a dog fooding of the products like did you you use video messaging did you get a warm referral did you apply on the job board and then go straight to the recruiter did you do a cold call like what's your what's your style
2: yeah I mean it really depends. I definitely leverage a lot of video prospecting during my job outreach, but I mean, I guess for this uh, role in specific, it was more just a, and also just going on LinkedIn, seeing who who runs the sales org, who who are some other SDRs that I could have a chat with to learn more about the company. So that way, you're kind of getting your name known within the company. Again, maybe not with the actual decision maker directly, but at the end of the day, you're you're getting people in that organization to talk about you and consider you as a candidate. So again, you're pretty much just getting buy-in from different stakeholders if you really think about it. And so pretty much just leveraging those, you basically have to treat it like a, like a sales you know, prospect at the end of the day. But again, just be yourself being personable and actually being interested in the company was, I feel like really, really helps if you actually like the company and the industry, because that'll make, you wanting to work there a lot easier.
1: I love it. So let me throw something way out of left field right now. I know you weren't ready for it. TikTok and Microsoft. I mean, LinkTalk, MicroByte is a byte dance. I mean, let's <laughs> say in this world that you had a LinkedIn and you had a TikTok and you could TikTok someone a message. Would you use that? Would you make your, you know, use a filter? would Would it be serious? Would it be funny? Like, what do you think of this? I mean, I just, I like look for ways to make B2B cool. Right? Like, I call it the mullet. It's like Zoom <laughs> is so two dimensional. What did Zoom release? Boom. They got filters. They got, you can shrink mm. your head. You can put stuff on the back. Making it out. fun. Mm. Making it fun. Tell me about your stack. I mean, what's what's really getting the meetings? Like, and I just highlight this because I think you're someone that's um on the cutting edge. You're generationally aware. You know, I come from a generation being 40 where we were in that time of like, Sort of like the Glen Gary Glen Ross, where it's just like it's it's aggressive. You just pound the phones, right? Mm-hmm. You don't really personalize. It's all volume game, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the new millennial styles and and Gen Z style has been heart centered, empathetic, you know, mission driven. That's futuristic in a way because if you put garbage messaging that's aggressive and pushy in these sequencers, you're just gonna flame out. Everyone's to say remove. So, are you cognizant of how you're approaching philosophically the work of an SDR. I just, I would love your thoughts on everything I just put in there, including the TikTok question.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I love TikTok, so I would be very sad to see TikTok go. I think it's (laughs) an interesting platform. And yeah, I think there's a lot of fun in that. And I think it would be a really smart idea if LinkedIn could somehow incorporate that into messaging. Maybe some problems that I could see with that is like, everyone's just mass blasting TikToks and DMs and maybe like, buyers may, may be like immune to that over some time, but you know, it definitely sounds like a really good idea. But yeah, as far as my, my approach um, I don't know, I think the way where my generation at least likes to buy things is they're very educated. They like to do a lot of research. They have a lot of information at their disposal. So, I mean, you, I feel like it's really hard to do a one call close these days on a cold call. I mean, you really have to do your homework, do your research, show that you're personable because our generation still hates salespeople. I have a twin brother and he was, he works in higher education and he's always getting hit up by like SDRs. And like, he tells me like, these guys are like, just trying to sell me. So it's like, we, we still have that uh, negative connotation with salespeople, especially our, our younger generation. And so I would say, use what we consume as consumers. So like, I love TikTok. So if someone sent me a funny TikTok, I think I would really enjoy it and give that person my time because they took the time to to do something that that I like. And and just the the content that we consume generationally is, is all this new media. So like, being able to leverage that, and I don't know, like, I really just try to put my shoes as a buyer. If if I was a buyer for this product right now in my age and demographic, like would this approach resonate with me? And so I feel like you always got to be changing it up. And something that I think could be the future is like individual sales reps creating their own marketing. So like basically like creating their personal videos and content marketing to help drive their own personal leads and pipeline. I think that's an idea that I, I really hope to test out and see if that's scalable at all. But content marketing is something that I've experimented for a little while now. So I'm still learning the ropes, but it's very powerful. I think that's the future is is people want to learn about your products through like content marketing and these uh sales pitches and these calls aren't really cutting it anymore. We, we need to do our are heavy lifting up front and sort of provide that value on the front end through sort of content marketing. But these these are just my thoughts and yeah.
1: I think that's great. So tell me, so do you have a blog or a podcast? What's quality content marketing to you? And then before I ask that question, you know, a lot of times you have someone from a different generation managing this young team of XDRs. I say XDR for the show because it's MDR, LDR, BDR, SDR. It goes, it's the acronym soup. But basically, these are inside folks who are dedicated to demand gen and opening as as opposed to closing or growing. So the two questions are, how can managers from... It's like that movie where they go back 21 Jump Street and they have like the backpack over one shoulder and the white t-shirt. and They're doing all the stuff that was cool in the 90s. And, you know, the millennials <laughs> are looking at them funny. Like, you know, what are you doing? Like, I often feel like what I think is cool isn't cool. So if I use a TikTok, it might not work. Actually, I prospected mm-hmm. a... A company where they had created their own tiktok marketing i found it and i sent them their own tiktok i was like this is pretty cool so i kind of mirrored it to be cool interesting so yeah how do you bridge the generation gap that sometimes the managers investors and board are in a different generation have a different perspective of how to do quality outreach right let's do our outreach like oracle in the 90s to a millennial base may not resonate or I you know, I'm a forty year old, I get a hold of TikTok, I start doing karaoke and it just looks you know, like cokey. People are like sure. what a goofball. <laughs> like not yeah. in a good way. Like it just it goes thud. <laughs> you almost need to like bring in Mateo as like a tastemaker to be like, here's a cool way you can use TikTok, right? Do you mm-hmm. think they'll be marketing tastemakers? I throw a lot at you with that one, but uh yeah, yeah, answer what you will.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean it really just comes down to really understanding like understanding who your ideal customer profile is. Like, for example, if you're selling to contractors, like odds are contractors aren't going to resonate with this very business-oriented jumbo mumbo professional words that you have on your website. And so, and, and really understanding, like, okay, what's their generation? Are you know older? people tend to be more on Facebook. Younger people tend to be more on like Snapchat and Instagram. So really understanding like social media platforms. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I feel like it really comes down to like managers actually knowing like the end, the actual work that they're, they're telling their SDRs to do, like actually try it, actually do it because then you'll understand how to sell to these people, how they like to be talked to, like, you know, I feel like there's no shortcut to actually doing the work. And if you actually do the work, even if it's just for a short period of time, you will learn so much about how to sell to these people, as opposed to walking into a manager role, never doing a cold call, never sitting with your reps and seeing how they do the work and, and how it results to a meeting. You're missing out on so much quality industry knowledge that will help you do your job because you understand who you're selling to what's important to them how they buy you don't know that unless you actually sell to them or if you know actually have a quality feedback loop with your SDR so you're collecting that feedback or else again you're you're not really understanding or elevating the the sales outreach or the messaging i mean you always have to be elevating growing and tailoring and adjusting and if you don't know who you're selling to really then it's 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 truly just a miss opportunity.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. Like, you know, I I did a social network for e education once, and what we did was we hired like a, a think tank, and we got the teachers and the kids in there to study and to see if they use the tech. And then we we actually just lost our shirt to Facebook because all the kids just went back to Facebook and used Facebook Messenger. Mm. But you gotta wonder, like the corporate mission statement, like Dilbert. I mean, these SDR teams are sending out these templates, you know. Thousands of them, hundreds of thousands of them. It's like, let me show it to Mateo. Like, would you respond to this? No, this is alien. I don't like this. Like, did they ever just get a person who's the buyer to look at the content or their friend or send it to themselves? You, you, I mean, you get these messages in your inbox. You must. So there was two questions there. I wanted to hear about your technology stack and about your content marketing strategy. If you to elaborate tactically on what those are, because you mentioned you're, you're kind of using both.
2: Yeah, tech stack. I mean, big, big on LinkedIn, big on like Drift and and like video platforms like that. YouTube headliner app is really good for podcasts, being able to like make trailers, uh, any sort of editing software like iMovie or video editor on PC, honestly... I I pretty much just use basics like I use my phone to film my videos like an iPhone camera is like solid I mean you really don't need to go out and buy a camera and like I have like a little lavalier mic so most of the stuff I use is like basic just softwares so like I mean I don't have like sales loft or anything like that but I mean LinkedIn and uh, Gmail and you know Vidyard and Zoom I mean you can you can get a lot done with the basics, which are, are really free at the end of the day. So, and yeah, as far as like content marketing strategy, I'm still, still figuring that out, but I I really feel like the best content strategies are like, A, you're pushing out content that's actually relevant to who you're targeting. And it's not just, you know, something that you think they might, I mean, you, you really have to understand what they need, what content they consume and if it makes sense for them to consume it Again, an example, if you're selling to contractors, they're not really going to appeal to something really like professionally worded, like it needs to be really casual and maybe like funny or simple. So it's understanding who you're targeting, what they enjoy, and also just constantly providing like free value, right? I mean, like just constantly pushing out a bunch of content that's valuable and And really just showing them, hey, this is what we do for free. Imagine if you pay for our services. So taking that sort of approach. And uh, yeah, still trying to figure it out. But just truthfully, just trying to help people through the content. And if they like what we have, I mean, we'd love to help more.
1: I love that. So would you advocate every SDR blog? Should they write? Should they do a podcast? And if they're thinking like, because the management's always like, just curate. You could curate. Don't worry. Sellers aren't great writers. I'd argue that's not true. Sellers are awesome communicators. Mm -hmm. And if you talk in a conversational style, well, do audio, do podcasts, do Mm -hmm. voice notes. If you're not Mm -hmm. like super strong on your grammar and spelling, get grammarly. And write in a funky way because it'll still resonate if you're passionate and you believe in it, you're trying to help the person. You don't need to get the Pulitzer Prize for literature here. to write the great American novel. These are short, you know, punchy messages that, that add value. They're value laden. So how do you coach people to get where you are? to get this rig. You know, by the way, the free tech stack is is killer. It's the bomb. I'm going to say something that's not cool. I'm sure. It's lit. <laughs> right? I mean, right? You can like for free launch a blog on Substack, mm-hmm. launch a YouTube channel, use like iMovie or QuickTime, yep. use your iPhone, there's all sorts of free apps and you can cobble together like a really incredible content marketing piece. You look at Chris Walker. Do you
2: watch his videos? <laughs> yeah, he's really good.
1: Yeah. So you talked to me before the episode about the role of marketing on outbound sales and SDR. You went to school for that. You have confidence in that. You've studied that. How can we learn from marketing as SDRs?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I was talking to my friend about this earlier last week and she said pretty much like marketing could definitely learn more about sales and sales could definitely learn more about marketing. They are a bit different, but they do go hand in hand. And the more one understands the other, I think that's when you can do a lot of powerful stuff because again, sales reps are understanding exactly why or why not people are buying your product and service. Marketing probably has a little bit more of like a creative lens and, and an understanding of how to create content that would resonate with the buyer. And so, you know, getting people that actually want to collaborate on the sales and marketing end could be uh, something really special. And again, you you have someone who could just bring some creative ideas to the table, some ideas and kind of mix it all together. I think that what uh, a big opportunity for a lot of companies out there is to like actually, you know, instead of hunting or having your SDRs do 80 cold calls a day to get meetings, you know, create content that will drive Actual interest through content marketing, which is a lot more scalable, which is easier than cold calling 80 dials and getting hung up 80 times. So, uh, just changing the approach from like working s- smarter, not harder, I guess.
1: That's awesome. Let's talk the future. So, 2025, 2035, 2050, this concept of singularity will STRs go away? Will machines get smart enough to do this kind of work? Where do you just see the future? Do you think, do you, like when you contemplate this, even right now, the first flash that comes to you, where do you think all of this is going?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I mean, obviously, like there's already things like Drift that are sort of automating certain parts of the sales process, like inbounds and stuff. But I mean, even then, people are frustrated when they have to talk to like a robot, unless AI gets to a point where like, they can respond quickly, and they understand and read emotions, which I feel like will be a really, really long time maybe even my grandkids. But, I mean, people are still going to want to talk to people at the end of the day. And, like, I mean, we I feel like we experience it, right, when we're on customer support, robot trying to get get to, like, the next step. Like, we we just want to talk to someone. We don't want to talk to an operator or a robot. Like, that gets us more frustrated. So, I mean, maybe if it's, like, a a great product and you have the great demand and and you just need to facilitate that transaction and, and SaaS gets to that point, maybe but with these complex products that are being released still going to require a, a human being to facilitate that at least for a little while i would say <laughs> i don't know about what you think
1: oh that's great great feedback so take me through like as an experienced sdr you got years in this game you've seen a lot of the tech you've sold for different verticals different personas what are the parts of the job that you really just feel you wish the ai and machine learning could take over
2: Hmm, that's a good question I would say maybe like just sort of automating the little stuff. So maybe like follow up or just like pinging people or, you know, just maybe like the, the little tasks that you need to do or, you know, automating like Salesforce. Like there, I feel like we spend a lot of time doing like data entry. So maybe just the, the little things like booking meetings or, or stuff like that. But it's, it's really tough. That that is a tough question. I would say definitely on the lines of like like automating any of the just the little little littlest uh tasks that sales reps have to do in their specific processes whether it's like a, going in Salesforce adding a few fields after every meeting you book or something like that, you know, just any tool that can help maximize the selling yeah. time.
1: Yeah, that's spot on with my research. It's fun to just kind of ask the question because I think where it comes out is seventy percent of the tasks can be automated, which, if all your admin's gone and your reporting's gone and your CSV loading is gone, your switching yeah. from platforms is gone. what is the job? It's exactly. persuading people, it's active listening, it's open questions. Yeah. it's the the humanity. <laughs> where do you think you're strongest like in your progression when you started to now? like and how did you become better? I think the self-development and learning is the rage right now. There's courses. Like, yeah, what, what resources, courses, blogs, mentors, like how did you go from where you are when you started as a student to now and like landing these roles and having this community and, and kind of where are you continuing to go? I mean, people want to get better. They don't know how they, they often like, they're not getting training. They're not getting enablement, but you're someone who I can see just watching on LinkedIn is taking the initiative to figure this stuff out for yourself. Hmm. What advice do you have to take that journey?
2: Yeah. I think it's just coming down to like, just, I mean, we have like Google and YouTube guys, come on, like you can find so much stuff out there. That's what we're trying to do. Obviously here with sales dev squad is kind of consolidate a lot of podcasts and videos and trainings under one roof, so to speak. So that's sort of kind of why I started the podcast on that front. But I mean, there's great other resources like Morgan Ingram's uh, SDR Chronicles, obviously like following yourself and like LinkedIn, like if you don't have LinkedIn and you're in sales, or, you know, if you want to get in sales, like get on LinkedIn and just like create an account and like go through some of these posts. Like there's, there's a lot you can do with the internet and the resources that we have. So to to say that, I don't know that I find it hard to find that, like, you know, there might be some misdirection, but you know, just take the initiative, really, like actually fully commit to like learning. And like, why do you want to learn? Like, do you actually want to get better? Like, what, what's the reason that you want to improve and develop your skill set? Again, like YouTube videos, podcasts, LinkedIn, bunch of sales books out there. Like, I know you sent me a message about smart calling art subject, Um, that you like still read that book, and you booked a meeting. Like, these are sales books that have been out for years that, like still have relevant information. So like, go check out those sales books, like never split the difference, a great negotiation book. So like, just go that. out there, read books, like, like just, just try to learn. And, and again, just connect with people, like have a conversation with, with Justin TQ Michael here. I'm sure you'll learn a lot from him and, and yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, that's doing a lot to stand out, right? Changing my name on LinkedIn, changing my SEO titles, being <laughs> interesting, right? We all live, live in an interesting times and we learn in different ways. There's timeless wit- wisdom. There's things that will always work, right? And you can go take the initiative. Knowledge is free. It's nearly free. You can go out there and yeah, and train yourself on just. You could go to chorus and listen to Beck Holland give her whole seminar
2: mm-hmm. on
1: that Flip the Script channel, or you could just, just go great. and watch Josh Braun's feed. I keep telling Jeremy Donovan at Salesloft, I'm like, can I pay a fee for your feed? can you just print your feed in the book? Cause he's doing all like, you know, should I say hi there or Hey there, or thanks or best. And he's running these experiments over millions of emails and telling us very specifically and granularly what to do. Um, we're getting down to the end of the half hour here. What's the future for you? Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Will you stay on the SDR track? Any thoughts philosophically about that? Are you looking to go to AE eventually? Uh, management where, you know, where are you going and, um, how can we support you? Uh, yeah. Is it called SDR squad?
2: Uh, yeah. Sales dev squad on YouTube and Spotify. Feel free to check that out. going to continuously push out some new content for you guys, but yeah, I guess what's next is, I don't know. I'm still figuring that out, but I want to show people that like, Hey, an SDR role is a great opportunity and there's so many things that you can do after the SDR role. If you know, you learn and you embrace it fully. So, um, where my final destination is I'm not really sure but I'm going to embrace every single day being in SDR and and see like where my previous skills and knowledge could you know benefit my future role in company um and if I need to shift outside of the SDR role or even outside of sales to do that I'm all for it but again I, I really just want to show people that like sales isn't this slimy profession uh tech sales are great opportunities where you get like great perks like free laptops and lunch and you get paid to learn and develop your skill set then you know if you do that for a little while you could you could take off and and do a whole bunch of other things you know entrepreneurship management marketing so just want to show people that it's possible and this is a great opportunity for anyone regardless of your background or your education and whatnot
1: yeah so it's mateo elvira I got it right now. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> yeah, I, there's a famous uh, character uh, from 80s movies called Elvira. Yep. Around Halloween time. Mistress um, of
2: the night, right? <laughs>
1: exactly. I'll say this, though. You know, I'm on that cusp of like Gen X, Gen Y, and the last millennial. And I have a millennial that I look to who has like worked with me, who I've been a director for. He sort of edited my books. been case studies, This guy, Matt Kloss, he's amazing. And he's always reminding me, he's like, you know, that call to action is, you know, it's too pushy. It's too salesy. He's calm it down. folks. like, he's, you know, I have a thick skull. He's shown me what he, what's going to resonate and start conversations. And so I love the dialogue. I'm really into reverse hierarchies. You know, I believe that the SDR is really the most important function. Every CEO, if they think back, had to pound the phones. That classic Steve Jobs phone call where he cold called, you know, Hewlett Packard. Mm-hmm. And it really started it all, right? I'm at the computer lab. So I really admire what you're doing. I love how you're going out there guerrilla style and building your own content. And you just you truly have that heart-centered wanting to help. And so please, everyone check out Mateo, Elvira, and the sales dev squad. Did I get it right?
2: Yep, that's it. <laughs> oh,
1: thank goodness. And uh, yeah, tune in soon for another episode of Beyond Sales Development. Thanks again, Mateo.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, Justin.
1: You got it.